Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lovelies, welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. It's that time of the week where we talk about things that are going to happen. Jim Campbell's with me. Hello. Luke Moore is with me. All right. Pete Donaldson's with me. Up yours. And I'm Marcus Speller, in case you're wondering. Now, gentlemen, we have a potential title decider if we discount Leicester and all the other teams. It's Spurs versus Arsenal. Oh, my goodness. Bad results for these two midweek. I love mm. doing this show when we have a couple of some midweek games beforehand. Yeah. Because we can talk about those and, and it's going to be fresh. Yeah. <laughs> fresh as a daisy. <laughs> fresh as a daisy cutter. Jim, Arsenal have looked out of sorts since they lost to Barcelona. Yes, they have. Um, and it's, I mean, it's the, the diversity of the teams that they've failed against is interesting, isn't it? It's Hull. Barcelona uh, and some others Man United and Swansea and so so there's a a real range of teams to embarrass yourself against there (laughs) and uh, we've passed that um, anti-test with flying colours so we had a bit of comeback from the stuff that was talked about on the Tuesday show from people saying they didn't necessarily agree that we were talking about the culture at the club and the character that was lacking and and the stuff that I guess I mostly led on but uh, other people Jim you supported me in that board didn't you? yeah I did wonder as well if I'd been a little harsh on Arsenal um, after it harsh and then then the the Swansea game happened and I thought, no, no, all those problems are definitely there. I mean, they proved you right, didn't they? Yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I would be lying if I was to suggest that I wasn't pleased <laughs> <laughs> on a professional level <laughs> that um, Arsenal were beaten at home by Swansea, but... Um, I mean, I don't know, Jim, no, how we, you feel about that. We don't want to be too fickle because it was just one result and if they win the next ten, which they won't because they don't have the character. <laughs> That's the objective <laughs> now, isn't it? You've got to win every I'm, game. I'm, with, with this Arsenal thing and, and certainly with the um, with the May United game and I guess to, to an extent the Swansea thing as well because I don't... I, don't, I know Swansea ting. <laughs> Did I say ting? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Uh, with the Swansea ting, that, um, I know Arsenal have got players missing and all that, other, all that other stuff, but I don't think it's very easy to make an argument that even with the personnel they have missing, they shouldn't have beaten Swansea at home because well, they should have done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Swansea have been a bit of a bogey team, but that's no one's fault but Arsenal's. I think what's, what's Do bogey teams exist, though, for any particular reason? It's just a weird thing, though. Yeah. It's a strange... That's, that's a and with a change around of players yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the crazy thing that isn't really been talked about a lot is Swansea were resting a lot of players because they're looking ahead, to, you know, to, to this weekend, thinking mm. you know, they've got better well, chance they, of picking up some points. They've got tougher games to come to. In, well, yeah, they, <laughs> they genuinely will have, won't they? But what, what's odd for me is, you know, you look back to earlier in the season, the Man United game's an, an interesting point because uh, at the Emirates, Arsenal blitzed Man United in the first 20 minutes with 3-0 up, put the game out of sight. They look brilliant. They look like world beaters. They look really, really confident. And mm. against, a, you know, on paper, a much weaker United side at Old Trafford, uh, they were just not the same team. And it's this change in the players that I find really interesting because Koscielny at times this season, you know, earlier on in the season, he looked like one of the best like the best defenders in the league. But now he looks like he's reenacting the League Cup final against Birmingham in every game he plays in. <laughs> the difference in how they perform is absolutely astounding. And I, I think we, this is something we touched 
touched on on the uh, the phone-in show that we do, but. You know, Wenger likes his players to play with a lot of freedom, uh, and you know, so that they can just you know use their imagination, be creative. Mm. And the problem with that is, if confidence is low, you're less imaginative, you're less creative, you play within yourself a lot more. And at that point, that's where he needs to step in and say, "This is what you do. This is the game plan. This is how you deal with that player. This is how we score. This is you know, this is how you you combat their tactics. Blah blah blah. All that stuff. Managing the team. And I wonder mm. if he's doing that. Well, if these same things come back to haunt us season after season when the pressure comes on. It's making the players a bit more streetwise, isn't it? Uh, because Wenger and Luke, you said on the the um, show, on, which is released on Tuesday, of course, that Arsenal are a mirror image of Arsene Wenger. That's the team he's created. And Arsene Wenger's brought a lot of those players through the youth ranks at, at Arsenal. And Wenger clearly has this kind of purist way of trying to play football now, which is very admirable. He didn't always, though. I mean, he had Vieira and Petit, mm. who were two brutes, very cultured yeah. players, but they were they were quite solid. But and... is, it, is it not an argument that they were sort of pragmatic brutes that allowed the, uh, you know, the, the, that, the, the steel in the midfield to create that sort of beautiful, yeah. flowing, attacking, counter-attacking football, which yeah. is a, a mile away, you a need, million miles away from what Arsenal play need, now. You need pragmatic players in there. And, I mean, even a creative flair player can still be pragmatic as well. You know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. But I just think that, that Wenger doesn't make his players particularly canny, particularly streetwise, no. in a way that Sir Alex Ferguson was brilliant at doing that. And when Arsenal, they're in a scrap, they're in a battle, things aren't going their way, and so on and so forth, sometimes you see the players, and it's pretty much what you were saying, Jim, they don't seem to be equipped on the pitch to deal but, with that. But could they not just sort of, could you not just sort of sit everyone down and go, look at how Danny Welbeck's playing. Mm. Like, he's really going for people's thoughts. He's really mm. direct. He's really sort of seems, seems to be a bit... More interested in a man who learned his football. trade under Sir Alex Ferguson. Indeed. Well, well, just buy a lot of Man United players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when we got Mikel Silvestro. That, that was a great success. Of all, the ones, of all the ones you could have picked. Yeah. Yeah. But if he starts buying Man United players now, it's not going to yeah, work. No, no. Wenger cast his eyes on the shopping list of all the Man United players available. Went, yeah, Silvestro's my man. <laughs> <laughs> but Welbeck's an interesting one because Joel Campbell was, was the best player on the pitch last night and mm. Welbeck came on for him. I mean, Wenger said that Campbell hasn't played much and he's tiring, but yeah, I mean, come on. I'm I'm always reminded. I'm always minded of and of, of, of a Graham Sooner's bit of punditry from years ago, not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago, where it was around a Champions League game. I forget the teams involved, but a team had been beaten or they had to come back and they couldn't thwart it or whatever. And they, a team were disappointing. It might have even been Arsenal actually. I can't remember. But Graham Sooner said the trouble with football. And the trouble with life more broadly, and you know Sooners is in one when he starts talking yep. about stuff outside of football. Oh yeah, he, he said not enough people go home at night, look themselves in the mirror, and say, "Is there anything I could have done better today?" Mm. They'll look for the doubt. They'll look for other people to blame. They'll look for other circumstances, and that always reminds me when Arsenal go for these patches. I'm always reminded of Graham Sooners saying that because. Uh, I just think it's the closest you'll get to looking at a group of professional athletes and seeing the lack of confidence in them. And I don't think any other manager... I mean, there's a bit of a basket case with, with Aston Villa, I suppose, at the moment. And, and they're obviously going to be relegated, and that's that's clearly gone all the way through the club. Um, but generally, at the top level, you don't really see that that often. And I think it's difficult to make an argument that another top manager, another manager in that upper bracket of world managers would be having a team performing in that way with the players he's got that Arsene Wenger has and, 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 I, and I said this to Jim before and I wasn't doing it just to wind him up I said I know what Wenger's done for Arsenal I know that the, the Emirates Stadium is the house that Wenger built and 20 years at the helm and all that stuff and he will go down the history as a great great man not only just in Arsenal uh, folklore but in, in English football but three Premier League titles in 20 years 
I don't think that's that special. I don't, I don't think it's anywhere near where it should have been. Um, and, and the problem is for Wenger, actually, is that the excuses are going to run out because if Leicester or Spurs win the Premier League this season, he cannot hide behind the excuses of financial doping and all these other things he's talked about in the past. It, his chickens will eventually come home to roost. And I, I, one thing I would fear, actually is if they part on difficult terms in terms of the fans and stuff like that, because that would be a real shame. It, it would be. be a shame. I think there's, there's, there's two points within that. Um, for a lot of the time, and we discussed this before, the, the financial constraints that were put on the club um, from building and paying for the Emirates Stadium go a long way to explaining, or in theory go a long way to explaining why Arsenal didn't win more after that move. But now, I mean, we talk about Louis van Gaal, perhaps, you know, the game has moved on and he's not, you know, the manager he was. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about... Uh, 10-year cycles of really successful managers and how they don't really go much beyond that. And, you know, it could just be that, that football has moved on. You know, in, in the time it's taken Wenger to have money to spend on players like Sanchez and Ozil again, the game's different. And, you know, it's, it's beyond his skill set but, now. But you'd rather those players than not have those players. Oh, absolutely. There's no and, criticism of those players. And I, I mean, mean, where would we be without Ozil in particular And I think this a lot of people listening to this, you know, their hearts will bleed for a manager and get them in the top Indeed. four every season. Uh, well, absolutely. So I think that, that the achievement of that, given the, you know, given the Danil and Jovinos that were in the, in the team at the time <laughs> instead of the Sanchez's and the Erzels need to be you know need to be recognised for something that they are. But as you say, I think you know if he can't win this if he can't win the league this season when when it's such an open one and there are these quality players in there, you know, is this a sign that the time's coming to an end? Yeah, and I, I think the problem is Wenger's, I don't think Wenger's going to quit. The board don't care enough to sack him because they're happy for him to get in the Champions League every year and, and, and you know, make the money. And, we're, you know, don't know what they do with it. They, you never hear anything from them. Well, they seem absolutely fine with it. So I think that's why what Luke was saying, that, it's all moot. that uh, if, if Arsenal don't win the league and Spurs or Leicester do, then, then really he's got nothing to hide behind. And it would be a great shame if they ended on bad terms, Arsenal mm, yeah. and Arsene Wenger. But Spurs are playing in this match as well, lest we exactly. forget. Exactly. Mm. Arsenal, Arsenal, um, Arsenal are playing Spurs, of course, at White Lane at the weekend. And, and £10 on Arsenal... Well, what do you think that gets you, guys? Um, embarrassment. <laughs> it gets you 23. If, if Minus you 10, 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. If you have 10 pounds Arsenal and they do the business, you, you'll return 23 pounds 75 at Bet365. Mm. No, it's, it's really annoying timing, uh, actually, because we need to. You, you've always got to try against Spurs, so we've got to drop this. <laughs> you've got, we've got to drop this pretense of being rubbish to trick Barcelona. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's a different yeah. one to yeah. manage yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Barcelona, yeah. Aren't, you, they may be prepared for the absolute shellacking they're going to get at the mm. new camp now. They're idiots. Uh, and, and, the, <laughs> and the match next year as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, is it Bayern Munich next year? <laughs> both this year. Yeah. I presume it's both every year yeah. from now on. But then, it, yeah, but you've got to make sure you get in the Champions League next year um, <laughs> because the following year. England might lose that full spot. I also didn't. I also found it quite interesting the way that when Wenger was asked about Peter Cech's injury, he answered with, "We have full faith in David Ospina," which is like, mm, okay, <laughs> if, you, if you need to say that. Well, what I would say is that that is a better backup keeper than what Arsenal oh, have absolutely. had for, mm. for many yeah, years. Is he, is he Genu- genuinely, he's a, he's yeah. a decent keeper. Is he Actually, better I backup think... keeper than, than Big Willie, Big Willie style. Caballero. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends if it's a cup competition yeah. or, mm, uh, or a final of a cup competition. I think that Arsenal actually, we're talking about the signings and what that's one place obviously they have strength in this year with Petr Cech but they've got a decent number too but he's not Petr Cech but I, I, I don't think the game will be won and lost on that I think no. that Arsenal have had it their way in the North London derby for mm. so many years and I do think that they could. this could be an enormous shift Spurs they lost to West Ham of course that is a difficult place to go it's the first time they were beaten um, in the league since they were beaten at home by Leicester on the 13th of January they mm. were flying until then 
how Spurs will mm. react from that will be very, very different. But actually, for Spurs fans, they may think, oh, blimey, we've just lost to one rival. Do we really want another rival? Actually, I, I think you could flip that. Because if Spurs then had to go away to uh, Newcastle or, or... Well, maybe not Newcastle, that's a guaranteed three. Um, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> no, if they had to go so away... unnecessary. I know, sorry, Pat. No, I found it God. very necessary. But, it, but, uh, but actually, what do you want straight after a, a loss? Actually, another derby. Mm. Everybody's right back up for mm. it. Well, yeah, the, the pressure of maintaining the run of wins um, goes doesn't it? But also, mm. there's, a, there's a couple of um, bits of pressure, though, because there's still the pressure of retaining the winning mentality, but also the pressure of going into the North London derby as very, very clear favourites, where, where normally, even when even when the teams have been close, it's it's been exactly that, it's been close, but everyone's expecting Tottenham to win this. So that's a, that's a pressure they're not used to, and how will they cope with that? Because, you know, they were Is by everybody? far... I would, I would think the majority of people, they were by far the better team Slight at the Emirates, majority of people, and they most. still didn't win. So, you know, there's still, there are still question marks Would there. you take um, a point, Jim? The, uh, you would, wouldn't you? Mm, you would. No, we've got, we've got, we've got <laughs> I'm begging you to. I'm begging, begging you to. We've got to go for the win. Arsenal What's the draw? Needs, Arsenal What's needs, the draw? Arsenal need to arrest the slump, and what yeah. better way to do it? Um, on the Spurs thing, before I move on to the Spurs thing, sorry, I said that a bet on Arsenal would, a £10 on Arsenal would get you 23 It's actually 28.75, so it was a slightly better bet tonight than I said. Yeah. I, I misspoke, yeah. to quote a famous uh, politician. Um, but with the Spurs thing, it's very interesting. I'll take your points about the, uh, the guaranteed three that up at St. James is. We all like that every week. Unfortunately, oh, we can't. Got me. Just what, one of us drunk. doesn't like it every week. <laughs> one of us really doesn't like it every week. No, no that's true. <laughs> I like but, it every week. Uh, to be honest, when we got when we we're starting to get beaten one, I go, go for three. Yeah. You know, at least, at, least can, at least I can revel in the anger. Why can't some people here at least just enjoy themselves? <laughs> what have we all got to suffer? Pete's just summed up his uh, supporters with that. At least I can revel in the anger. Yeah. yeah. At least all, I've got something. All yeah. he wants is a is, all he wants is a goal for Big Mitro. Yeah. That's all he wants. <laughs> but on, on the Spurs thing, so there's two there's two um there's two schools of thought around the West Ham result. Uh, there's, the, there's the one where they look like they were fluffing clearances and fluffing chances in front of goal and looking a bit panicky on the ball um, because they're nervous under pressure. And then there's the Spurs fan point of view, which is like, you know, it was, uh, it was fine, you know, West Ham are a good team, whatever. Mm. Well, we'll find out one way or the other against Arsenal mm. because there's loads mm. of pressure on that game for lots of different reasons yeah. and it's going to be a, fan- a fascinating one to watch. West Ham pressured Tottenham really well. and that, uh, I agree They, they pressed them really highly. They shut the fullbacks down. That was clearly the, the, the intention from the start. So that uh, whether Wenger will look at that as a template of, of how to play against Tottenham at White Hart Lane remains to be seen, but that certainly seems to be um, I don't you know, think the way I... you've got to beat them. It's got to be high pressure. You've got to be committed the whole game because they're Arsenal, so quick. Arsenal are not in a position to do that at the moment. Well, yeah. they don't look like they are, but you know, at some point they've got to pull their socks up and just you know try for a whole game. Yeah. Um, West Ham, they're playing Everton away. They are they're a point of fourth. Can they do? Is this, this is ridiculous, isn't it? Because everybody seems to be going for a Champions League spot. Will this be the first season in which eight teams finish in the top four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Feels it like be. it should be. It's yeah. like in the same way that Spurs have kind of slipwalked to um, a pretty good finish. West Ham are kind of doing that as well. Eh? They've kind of gone on the radar because yeah. they, yeah. they fell off a little bit. They had a good start, fell off, and, uh, and, and now know, they're kind of back again. And we know West Ham prefer to play against bigger teams. Or perhaps they do. They've got Chelsea and Leicester away, and Arsenal at home still to come. I mean, what? Hey, what I mean, what an amazing end of season for their last season in their ground. I mean, that yeah. would be amazing if they get into, yeah, into a Europe. Win, a win over Spurs at Upton Park is they they would be, be loving that. Yeah, Absolutely loving, loving that so much um, in the last season. The West Ham thing is an interesting one because they go to Everton, as you said. You never know what you're going to get with Everton. Although you do, you can sort of rely on them to concede generally speaking so that's that's a great plus point for them I think this is a big game for West Ham it could, it could signal where their seasons are going to go purely because as you just touched on the next two games they go away to United in the FA Cup and then they go to Stamford Bridge in the league mm. um, so t- you know 
they've essentially in March they've got three games all away from home, all at good teams. So it's it's really is going to see how what their metal is yeah. um, in in those three for sure. But mm. the, you know if they start their new season, uh, if, if sorry if they start the first season in a massive new stadium in the Champions League, that gives them a huge start, a huge chance. Of Who could have thought that would have happened? Who could have thought that would have happened? You know, they're four to one to win at Goodison Park at yeah. the weekend. By the way, um, we should say actually with all this North London chat and, and, and what not, it all plays beautifully into the hands of Little Leicester, mm. who are still top of the league, and you'd quite fancy them to be at the end of the weekend. I, I've got no dog in this fight, and yep. I really want Leicester to win the league, and I'm happy to go on record as saying that. Yep. And when they got um, a draw. Uh, on Tuesday, I was actually a bit deflated. I was. Turns, yeah. into a, turns out it's a great point. Marvelous. No one else wanted yeah. a point, so it's a point gain, not <laughs> no, two loss. I don't know what has happened. Has it become electrified? The, the the cup. Nobody wants to touch it. Yeah, you get electric shock yeah. if you try yeah. and win. Yeah, Weird. maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Uh, we're going to talk about more Premier League stuff after this. Well, Marcus, I think it was a nothing, nothing result. I'm Craig Brown, welcome to the football ramble. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. The team that did get a point off Leicester were West Brom, of course. They host Manchester United. Manchester United are on the same points as Man City, although the Sky Blues have a game in hand. They've sort of come from nowhere. Everyone's been slagging them off so much. But there they are, challenging for the top four. I'd also like to point out that Chelsea are eight points off the top four as well. Is it just going to all revert to type? <laughs> It'd be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be so terrible. Do you remember those facts, Jim, like beginning sort of around the start of the season when um, Chelsea and Mourinho were having that absolute, we have to say, very enjoyable nightmare yes. that wouldn't end, which now ended. And at that point, we were saying, oh, no team who started this by at least ever finished above eighth and stuff. I wouldn't put it past them oh, to, no, to, to yeah. steamroll their <laughs> way into just, fourth. They're just motoring away. But all yeah. of those players that you know were so so badly out Should of be form. ashamed of themselves. Should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> but Hazard aside, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're all back in form. And he's playing better. He's just not scoring. Good, good news for you, uh, Chelsea fans. Uh, we quite like the manager now, so we're going to try a bit harder <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I think the uh, most important point is that the Chelsea fans have stopped holding up um, holding up signs have they and, and well, I've not seen many uh, there was one at Arsenal last night which I quite enjoyed what did it say a grown man saying uh, Wenger out no, Wenger out Wenger and Kroenke out was it okay right yeah, okay. you could probably get stencils for that it's so, it's so, it's so <laughs> obvious yeah. they yeah. Imagine. outside the ground yeah. or you could just think it couldn't you well, that's what, another option yeah, what other stuff because it was funny because there was a couple of uh, Ramble listeners on, having a debate on um, Twitter yesterday about about the Arsenal result against Swansea and one of them was saying um, oh I, was, I really ruined my experience because this guy he was screaming at all the players and calling them all these swear words and stuff and another guy replied saying oh that happened to me as well uh, yeah it's really annoying you know and it turned out the people both at the other ends of the ground so I think it might be happening all over the ground <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. the same guy by no, any people means. are just furious <laughs> yeah no, I found, I, I said to, I've said to you guys before, I find it an old place to go watch football. But anyway, we talked to Arsenal already. We did, we did. Uh, Manchester United, though, away to West Brom, famously drew five all there once upon a time. Yeah. Ferguson's last game it in charge. It was superb, wasn't yeah. it? Five all. Yeah. <laughs> it, the great thing See about ya. that is, is, is that... Um, 
is that that was a very, really entertaining game, as we all know. And, and it was almost like Ferguson was saying, well, enjoy it while you can, because what's coming up next yeah. is a nightmare. Well, United, they were up by a couple of goals or five, two or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Okay, I, 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 I can imagine like, the editorial think pieces in, in the back pages of the, of the uh, tabloids and stuff going, oh, uh, isn't it good that Alex Ferguson's leaving because maybe he's lost his Midas touch? And going, yeah. nope. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. Honest, opi- honest opinions from United fans. Would you take Ferguson back right now? I reckon they all would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Manchester United going away to West Brom. We know Tony Pulis loves to spoil a party, which he tried <laughs> to do against Leicester, but it turned out that mm. the... Uh, that the poor performances from the other teams actually made that okay. He had his own party at Palace. He certainly did. <laughs> he certainly did. But, uh, of course, when Liverpool were going for the league, they, they drew there after coming back from 3-0 down. Um, Manchester United are coming to town. Man United are thinking, we're on the same point as Man City. Come on, we're on for it. And Pulis are going, oh, is that right, is it? Yeah. Well, let me put that to bed. Let me blunt you. Um, one, <laughs> He's the, a blunter, isn't one he? Of the, is. One of the most Pulis things that happened was actually at the Palace game um, when... Um, I th- I've, it's been reported I don't know how true it is but it's been reported elsewhere that Pulis is in a bit of a dispute with Palace over severance pay oh, when right. he left there um, so he, he rocks up there and goes 3-0 up after, after half an hour with his new club yeah. <laughs> yeah. are you going to pay me or what <laughs> I'll call the boys off if you pay me <laughs> maybe we'll just go over to the opposing bench and give him an invoice yeah yeah. yeah. No, get, get, um, get um, Chris Brunt to deliver it from, the, from, the, from his shin pad in the Pascal Chimbonda oh, style my goodness yeah well Palace themselves are playing Liverpool at home they haven't won in 11 league games, is it now? Yeah. So, so, it's, so close against Sunderland. Palace also, you know, you know, partially uh, when Pulis was there, they love spoiling a Liverpool party, don't they? But yeah. they don't really have a party on. So uh, will Palace be up for this game if there's nothing to ruin? Well, <laughs> pa- pa- yeah, Pardew and Palace obviously failed to see the game out against Sunderland. Even they won Pards, at Anfield, though, didn't they? They did win at Anfield, but Pards thought they deserved to win. He always says that, doesn't he? He does, but like Sam Allardyce... <laughs> sorry, that was me doing an impression of Sam Allardyce. Yeah, well, that's what Allardyce said, because Allardyce said, uh, well, he would think that, wouldn't he? When have you... Ever heard Alan say that they didn't deserve to win? Alan says he plays well when he plays badly, and he deserves to win when he shouldn't. Oh, you sort of, beast! I, I love, think they're pals. They must yeah, be pals. He did say that actually, us British managers have got to stick together. There's not many of us left, and blah blah. blah. I love, I love the whole British managers <laughs> thing, which has really come out over the last yeah. year or so. Which yeah. is, like, British managers don't get a chance. Well, largely they're doing terribly, yeah. and the yeah. other ones have been sacked. Yeah, yeah. because, because yeah. everyone keeps on employing Neil Warnock. Yeah, I know. Tim you know. Sherwood got a chance at Spurs. Yeah, oh, think, think about that. Play Look him. at this season and think yeah. about that. Every time that argument is wheeled out, someone should unveil one of those bed sheets with a massive 3D printing of Tim <laughs> Sherwood's face on it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying as well. I've got to double check this, so you guys might want to fill in while I do so. That I think that Tim Sherwood has announced himself on Twitter. No way! Ooh. I think he has. He's announced himself. On I think Twitter. he has. That'd be he's, class, he's Twitter One outed. tweet just says Bosh. Um, boy, yeah, well, that's how you would tell if it's real or not. Um, mm. uh, oh, appa- apparently, it, he's up there, but it may may not be real. But it'd yeah. be fantastic if he was. But, but as you say, looking at it now, it probably isn't because there's a lot of punctuation in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Palace are playing Liverpool, of course. Liverpool uh, were fantastic against Manchester City. Mm. Uh, James Milner, in particular. Before we do that, can we give Pete a fair run at Palace and Pardew? No, I, th- I, th- I, th- no, I think I had that on Tuesday. Palace. I think I had that yeah, on Tuesday. Right. Yeah, I like did Palace, you? I don't like Pardew. Yeah, but you did, you did have that on Tuesday, but they um, they got pegged back for a 2-2 draw against Sunderland. I mean, that then, was so. funny. It was a good goal, to be fair, but he should have really been covering his post. What is it about Conor Wickham, where for three or four games of a season, he's Alan Shearer, and they're just utterly <laughs> anonymous? It's still Darren Huckabee, isn't it? Can, yeah. we, can we have an amnesty on talk about the new Shearer when Pete's around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll just bring out Mitrovic again. He's only in the doorway. Let him in. Let Mitrovic in. What do you think about Conor Wickham being the new Alan Shearer, Pete? I'm not having it. As, 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 as the country's premier <laughs> new Alan Shearer spotter. <laughs> the NAS. 
Yeah. I am the head of the NAS. Have you, have you got many in your society? Uh, it's just me. It's just me. Is it? Okay. Yeah, a bewildered man who just wants it to be like the 90s again. That's Marcus. I was oh, yeah, say. Many, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, Colin Wickham is 244 league goals short of the Alan Shearer Premier League right, okay. record, just so you know. But did, <laughs> was it... Uh, oh, uh, who was had a, had a, used to manage um, him? Oh, who, I can't who used to him? Oh, I can't. Who used to manage him, guys? Yeah. <laughs> who used to manage him? <laughs> Liverpool are six points off fourth. I had a quart in my head and it's gone. <laughs> it's six points off fourth, Peter. Well, I, I don't think they'll do it, though. I don't think they'll, they'll do it. I think they might even drop a, drop two points against Crystal Palace. I think um, Palace I think have got... Draw. I think Pardew has got the um, got the making of uh, of this match. Do you think really? he's just going to start drawing every match and just I, be I, smug I, about that now? I, I, I think, you know, with the, with the caveat that I don't... I don't think you can accurately predict the type of Liverpool team that's always going to turn up. Mm. But if they do turn up, and I think against Palace, they probably will. I think they will. Because, yeah, because the League Cup final thing, that's done now. It's almost like that. I know they lost it, but in a weird way, looking at how they played against Man City, it felt a bit like the shackles were off. I know yeah. City are a little bit of a disgrace in areas of the pitch. Yeah. Pa- Palace aren't really in any sort of shape and haven't really given themselves any credit in the bank in terms of what we think of them they're not playing well enough yep. I think Liverpool will probably come out winners there's beef as well they're yeah, surely going to want to win that there's yeah, always beef with Pards isn't there yeah. that's, well, that's, that's, Pards, that's Pards family crest motto there's <laughs> always beef with Pards <laughs> <laughs> you're being very very coy because I think Liverpool are going to win I know you do and you've made us do this as our bet of the week Marcus. exactly which is why I'm <laughs> squinting at you all when you're saying I'm not sure because won't... our bet of the week is this well, it's a discussion it's a ramble doesn't matter does it it's a ramble well, no we all bet together yeah we, we, <laughs> we, we bet together so when bet... you're saying I think they might drop two points well that's nonsense mate you're a nonsense yeah. of the week you officially do not think that yeah the official line from the ramble is <laughs> the, uh, the, the, no, we, we think we think we we we've considered this fairly carefully. We think Liverpool yeah. will win by two goals. Yeah, uh, five to one. We bet three six five. Our fifty pound stake um, will go on that, and the returns if it comes in will be three hundred pounds, two hundred fifty pound profit. All that money, all of it, yeah, every penny will go to Prostate Cancer mm-hmm. UK. The fine, the fine people in their work over at Prostate mm. Cancer UK, um, and you must be over the age of eighteen to bet. And please gamble responsibly. Responsibly? Responsibly. Yeah. Uh, for more information on responsible gambling, you know where to go, guys. Gambleaware.co.uk. I'm out. <laughs> they didn't buy the dot com. No, no. They, didn't. <laughs> they, they didn't gamble on didn't it. Didn't get in there quick enough. Didn't make it more local, it. mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have any correspondence? Oh, we've got a couple of emails. Uh, Gareth Storbart, thank you for your uh, uh, email, sir, your uh, dispatch, if you will. Hi, Ramblers. Having listened to your podcast uh, while I was working in the USA, I've been meaning to email you a piece of information I heard from an employee of Fulham FC during an FA coaching course. It concerns former Wimbledon FC player Marcus Gale. It comes from a time when he was managing at Staines Town FC, uh, where he would have players in the dressing room at half times. He would get extremely angry at players who pulled out of tackles, who would shout and he'd shout at them, "This is all you deserve, you pussy!" While <laughs> while throwing cat food at said players. What? Oh my goodness! <laughs> this story was later confirmed by a friend who was playing for him at the time. When I asked this friend, he replied, "I wonder how that got out." Uh, so yeah. So he's not even denied it. it so he's not denied. It. He said, "Well, it, the friends say that uh, yeah, Chris Coleman, uh, not Chris Coleman. Chris, he goes on to talk about Chris Coleman. <laughs> Let's he? not bring Chris Coleman into no. it." I, I, I th- well, the only thing I can say on that is, and, and this is probably a measure of the man that I currently am, mm. is that I find cat food to be very expensive. <laughs> £3.50 for a pack of 12 it is these days. It's real dedication as well to, to what is offens- essentially a very angry physical pun. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's essentially a pun, isn't it? A yeah. lot of work has gone into actually planning that and, and, fo- and footballers aren't the cleverest to kind of get there. Are they? No, oh, having, having a pop? Oh, he's oh. throwing meat at me. <laughs> is that cat food? meat at me. With jelly. 
<laughs> Which has been grilled. And, and, and calling me a vagina. <laughs> What's the link? <laughs> I think it's very poor. Yeah. yeah. Very a poor l- behaviour. What a else l- have we got, Peter? A little bit of news from Cesar Hernandez. He says, not sure if you've heard, but the 43-year-old Mexico legend and current mayor of Cuernavaca. They're tricky, those Mexican ones, aren't they? Oh, goodness me. Those Mexican place names are tricky. The current mayor is strapping on his cleats at the weekend to play in a farewell match for Club America. Although this doesn't seem like a big deal at first, the mayor is set to play at 30 to 45 minutes in actual league match. That's, that's Cuartemet Blanco, isn't it? They're going, yeah. The guy of yeah. the famous yeah. uh, the move, the skill move. Yeah, surely yeah. he's going to do it. That's what all the kids are calling it these days, Jim, a skill move. A skill move, <laughs> yeah. Just hold um, down the shoulder button. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep you updated, updated as to what happens after Saturday night's game at the Estadio Azteca against Morelia. He retired very late, though, didn't he? He mm. retired at quite an old age. He's what, probably last pretty, year? He's pretty, did he? Probably decent, last year or the he's year probably before. Probably decent, he's uh, decent he's, Nick. He's in decent shape for mm. sure, absolutely. Because you, you always have that with the old testimonial type business. Or, yeah. or, and, and when um, there's some players who are just so old that you're like, okay. And then you get players who still fancy it, clearly, still keep them in good shape and are about 38. Mm. And you think, this is unfair. There'll be, there'll be more of that, though. Because <laughs> uh, players nowadays, they'd look after it's themselves. better shape, yeah. Because mm. yeah. there was a famous, speaking of that, there was a famous story, I forget the player involved, and I won't name who I think it is in case it's wrong because for legal reasons, but there was a guy who... <laughs> Say a name that sounds like No, <laughs> there, there was a guy who was playing a very fairly famous football in the 70s who was claiming disability. Uh, this is not particularly a funny oh, no, story, but it's no. quite interesting. He was claiming disability for problems with his knees from his playing career, mm. and then he got spotted taking penalties in a testimonial match uh, and had his ooh. benefits taken away from him for, for that reason. But these days, of course, they keep themselves in such good shape and, and, and the sports science is so much more advanced that clearly that's not as likely to happen. And if you claim benefits, you get deported. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. 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 Where did you read that one, mate? Um, um, Daily, Daily Mail, Mail Express. Yeah. Express. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all grown up. Are we all done? <laughs> We're all done. There we are. That's it. If you want to get in touch, the uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com. We're on Twitter at footballramble. The website is thefootballramble.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, of course. Aren't we, chaps? Yeah. We are. We're on the last thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we are. are. Uh, and you can check us out in uh, animated format. Uh, with uh, with Dean's fine animations at uh, Four Four Tunes, he's a man who creates uh, animations, uh, uh, song parodies, uh, kind of really interesting uh, kind of bits about the world of football. But he's done uh, reproductions of us in uh, in cartoon format, and you can check them out at uh, youtube.com forward slash football ramble. I've got a tweet that I should have read out, but I forgot. Can we do it real quick? I know quick, it's not quick, protocol. Quick. Um, Cameron McIntosh be in touch on Twitter. So he says, in the original laws of football, teams are supposed to swap ends after every goal. Hmm. I'd love to know if that's Is that true. Right? Yeah. I don't Amazing. know. He's claimed it. So, Somebody else that uh, emailed in. I didn't. Uh, it was a big old long email, but they said that uh, statistically hitting the ball down the middle is statistically. Um, I saw that as well. Mm. well. On our penalty chat, we said, "Oh, why bring variables into it? You know, play, place it properly." Mm, yeah. And it was it was from the free the guys who wrote free economics, wasn't mm. it? They, they crunched the learned numbers and said actually statistically you're something like twenty percent more likely to score if you hit it straight. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's yeah, absolutely fine. Hitting it straight and you know doing a little you know, stop and then dink a, you know mm. two different things mm. yeah I mean yeah. the keeper could try and swing his foot at that if he doesn't go yeah. all into one corner or, or at worst it slightly misrepresents what we were saying I think that's right yeah. Yeah. if exactly. you go high and middle I mean that's pretty unstoppable isn't yeah. it yeah. that's true we can talk about penalties all day we, we won't score do. I listen England won't score any in the summer so we might as well talk about <laughs> it we might score one uh, because Eric Dyer never grew up in England <laughs> that's <one>. true yeah <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye Jim goodbye Jim. say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Pete goodbye Marcus goodbye from me 